and welcome to the Deep Pockets and Stilettos podcast. I'm your host, Lorianne, and my goal is to help women feel empowered and in control of their financial lives. On this podcast, we discuss concrete advice on how to move forward in your financial journey, whether you are already advanced or starting from scratch. And we also dive into mindset shifts around money that are critical for financial success. So if you want to take charge of your finances and feel inspired and empowered, go ahead and give it a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pockets and Stilettos. Today, I have an episode for you that is a book review of the New York Times bestseller, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. And I would like to do more of these book reviews episodes in the future because I understand that not everyone has the time to read personal finance books on top of their busy schedule. So it is my pleasure to condense this information and make it digestible for you. So here's what today's episode will cover. First of all, I'll get into a quick intro about the author, then explain the structure of the book and what the main goal is of the book. And then we will get into the three main takeaways that you can implement in your life from the book. So let's start with the author. Ramit Sethi is the founder and chief executive officer of IWT, which stands for I Will Teach You, a self-development company based in New York. He's mostly known as the author of I Will Teach You to Be Rich, the New York Times bestseller on personal finance. His website, IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com, he writes articles about money, business, and psychology for millions of readers per month. His business has expanded to courses about business and personal finance, to a podcast where he interviews couples about their money and financial struggles, and now a Netflix show which works very well with Ramit's Life of the Party's personality. I have listened to both Ramit's podcast and watched the show on Netflix. And I have to say both are very good. I love the interviews he conducts in his uh, podcast because it's it gives you a glimpse of the insider money struggles of couples that all couples can have. And I think it is a taboo subject. So it's really, really great to shed a light on these conversations that we all have, but don't have between couples. You know what I mean? You have that with your spouse or your partner, but you don't have that with other couples because it's considered taboo. And so Ramit puts them out in the open. And I feel like that's really great. And same for the show. I think it's quite entertaining. It's about ho- overhauling your financial life. And I think it's just um, something built upon his principles of the book. And I think it's really, really nice. There's also another one uh, with Paula Penn called uh, How to Get Smart with Money that is very good on Netflix. So I do recommend to watch the two because they provide great advice and it's entertaining. And, you know, video form is obviously the most digestible form of content these, these days because, you know, if you work, you might be tired when you come home. You don't have the energy to open up a book. But Watching TV, you know, you can do mix something relaxing with something productive. So I do recommend both shows on Netflix. All right, so now let's get into what I Will Teach You to Be Rich is about. The way the book is set up is that it outlines a six weeks program to get you to financial health or financial control, as Remit puts it. Week one is 
all things debt and credit cards, how to optimize them, how to waive fees and rack up rewards. This part is all about making the credit system work for you and not against you. One of the main takeaways of that first week is to really watch out for credit card and credit card spending. And Remit recommends to pay for your credit card and get it down to zero every month and not really get into the habit of having unpaid charges on your credit card. And it's as simple as if you can't pay it off in a month, you can't afford it. Do not use a credit card as a loan. And I think this is where the credit system gets a bit tricky because that is the illusion that those companies give to people is that they can live and operate and get the life they want on loans, short-term loans. And, you know, they benefit from human psychology and the fact that you're not going to pay for it right away and you'll pay for it later, but then you will incur fees and an excruciatingly high interest. And this is how those companies are profitable. So the financially savvier move here is to use their the credit cards only for the benefits and keep them within reason and make sure you pay them off to zero every month. The benefits of credit cards are the fact that you're protected in case someone steals your card compared to a debit card, for instance. And the fact that you're also racking up rewards that can make you save a lot of money, notably on flights. In this chapter, Ramit also provides a script for you to call your credit card company in order to waive fees. And, you know, I think it's sometimes we're lazy and we don't want to call, we don't want to deal with someone on the phone or wait for an agent, but it is really worth it because he says that most of the time they will waive the fees for you. So, you know, if you can just get back, you know, $50 in your pocket in fees, then those $50 can be used for more useful things on your financial journey. So don't be lazy, do the work, pick up the phone, waive those fees. But on a daily basis, make sure that you do not get into a position where you're going to have to pay fees. Pay your credit cards off every month. Do not use it as a long-term loan. Week number two is about getting your bank accounts in order and avoiding lousy banking products that charge you unnecessary fees. In this part, Ramit gives his recommendations for banks, including Charles Schwab, Capital One 360, or American Express Savings Accounts, and names banks that you'd be better off avoiding, such as Wells Fargo and Bank of America. And in he, he invites you to reassess whether your bank account you have is working for you or if it's just like a hassle all the time and to just to shop around for better product because there are better offers out there and oftentimes you know we kind of stick with the first bank account we opened maybe as a teenager because our parents were doing this or you know our the adults around you were doing that. So we went naturally with that bank. But now in our adult life, it doesn't mean that this account is still working for us. And so Ramit really invites you here to reconsider your banking products and cut out the ones that are just not working for you and move on to better products. 
Week three is about getting ready to invest and opening accounts that allow you to invest with tax advantages specifically, namely a 401k and a Roth IRA. In this chapter, Ramit goes into stats about 401ks and how a lot of people actually do not take full advantage of them. And some of these stats were very surprising to me. For instance, one that quite surprised me was that only one in five people contributes to their 401k to get the full company match. Now, of course, I understand that there are budget restrictions, right? If you're not making a lot of money and are living paycheck to paycheck, maybe you, you can't put up to the company match in your 401k. So that is understandable. But the fact that only one out of five people, the stat like doesn't match up, like the math doesn't add up. The thing is that it this is literally free money. So it's super important if you can, that you at least get your employer match. Do not relinquish those free dollars. That is, of course, if you can, because not everybody can. Week four is one of the cornerstones of Ramit's entire approach to personal finance. He encourages you to divide your paycheck into four categories of spending, fixed costs like rent, investments like 401k contributions, savings goals like vacation, emergency funds, and guilt-free money, dining out, partying, buying clothes. Ramit's approach to this is that we all have the power to unlock some dollars every month and stop sleepwalking through our spending. The motto is spend guilt-free on what you love and be ruthless about cutting out what you don't. The reasoning behind this is that we all have a different definition of what our rich life is. So what that chapter, that step in the book does is prompt you to be crystal clear on what you love and what you don't, what doesn't matter to you. Week five is a crucial step. It's about automating your financial system. When a paycheck lands on your checking account, where does the money go? This is the anti-latte factor approach that is designed to alleviate guilt and prevent exhaustion from daily micro-spending decisions. Instead of fo focusing on buying or not buying your $5 latte, you instead focus on the big picture by automating your investments and savings so they come out of your paycheck first and then live your life knowing that you are on track to achieve your financial goals. So this chapter is all about linking your accounts to make them work together in your very own financial system. Is your checking account linked to your savings account? Is your checking account linked to your 401k? Are you enrolled in autopay for your credit card payments? The goal of the automation here is to remove yourself from decision making. As humans, we are emotional creatures. What happens if your contribution to your Roth IRA is not automated every month? And one month you're feeling down, you're anxious, every news outlet in the country is telling you that you're going to be in a recession. So you're like, maybe I should hold on to my money. And then you're going to decide like not to invest. And then later on that month, you're going to be sad. So you're going to buy a very expensive handbag or pairs of shoes. 
Money management is an emotionless science. Remove yourself from the equation and automate your accounts. You'll be thankful that your current self does that for your future self. Week six goes into the importance of investing to become rich. This is something we have discussed many times on this podcast. Your wealth isn't going to grow unless you make your money work for you. In this final step, Ramit goes over investment basics, portfolio allocations, mitigating risks, and securities. Ramit naturally recommends index funds for the majority of people to invest in. And I have to say that out of all the finance literature I have read over the years, I have rarely, if ever, seen an expert recommend a stock picking strategy as a sound solution for personal finance. Ramit particularly recommends target date funds because it's just to set it and forget it approach or financial instruments that would work for the majority of people. It's very easy. You look at the date at which you want to retire, chooses a target date fund that has that date in mind, for example, 2065, and the portfolio in the index magically rebalances itself over the years as you approach retirement. So you don't have to do it yourself. This six-week program was the bulk of the book and the part that I think will help most people make major strides in their financial lives. Other things that are covered in the book are planning for your wedding expense, for instance, scripts to negotiate buying a car or buying your first house. These are real-life financial scenarios that are covered in the book with guidelines from Ramit and tips on how to achieve successful outcomes for all of these scenarios. So now let's get into the three main takeaways that are actionable and you can start working on today. Takeaway number one is to watch out for your credit card spending and cut all unnecessary fees. It's a basic but powerful concept. If you can't pay off something you're about to put on your credit card in a month, basically you can't afford it. This Pay it off in a month or don't buy at all approach is liberating. It's easy to tell ourselves, oh, I'll pay it in three months, that's okay. But that is a snowball system and not the good kind of snowball. I cannot highlight enough that you cannot become financially savvy if you allow your spe- yourself to spend imaginary money. Have the credit system work for you and not against you. Use points to rack up rewards and actually spend less. Now, about cutting unnecessary fees. Sometimes we don't even realize it, but our financial institutions can charge us a few small fees here and there for a minimum balance on an account, for instance, or a late payment. It is important that we watch out for these things that add up and also shop around for better banking products. If your bank requires a minimum balance in your checking account and that you always get charged fees, why not look into a better bank that does not have that and free yourself of those unnecessary expenses in the form of fees? Key takeaway number two is to automate your investments. One of the biggest takeaways of this book is actually to set it and forget it because a rich life is not lived in the spreadsheet and you don't want to have all of these things constantly on your mind. 
do the right thing first and get set up so you only have to spend minimal time working on your finances afterwards. The goal of automation is to override our emotional nature as humans so that the right thing can be done while we sleep and our money can work for us while we're sleeping. Key takeaway number three is to account for real expenses in your financial plan. We have a bias when it comes to finances that they are things that belong in the finance category and therefore we should plan for them, but that the rest is totally separate. In his book, Ramit points out that finance can barge in in many categories of our lives, our relationships or our family life, for instance. Can you afford to have kids? How are you going to pay for your wedding? And how much do you need to save for it every month? All of these are real life questions that are tied to our finances. So it's important when we think about money that we think about our lives from a holistic perspective and account for those real life expenses and not only investing for retirement or a 401k or saving for a down payment on a house. So ask yourself the question today, what life plans do you have that would require starting to save now? So that's it for today's episode and the book review of I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. I personally loved this book. It's probably one of the first books on personal finance that I read and I can only recommend it. I have recommended it to everybody I know. And it's probably one of the books that I read that encouraged me to start this podcast. So Ramit, if you're ever listening to this, thank you. It's definitely a good amount of work. I'm not going to lie, but Ramit puts it down in such an approachable way. And plus he is hilarious. So the way he writes writes is just such a pleasure to read. It's not like a dry personal finance book. Actually, I have a funny anecdote about that. So I recommended it to a friend. She got it and she read it on a flight, but she kept laughing so hard in the plane that people thought she was crazy throughout the entire flight. So it's just a true testament of how funny he is. So I can only highly recommend that you get the book. I think it's a great book to have on your bookshelf and to refer back to uh, when you have financial questions about something or about accounts. It's, it's really a, a great read. Please let me know if you like these book reviews or if there is a book in particular that you would like me to review because you've heard about it so much but you're not sure if it's worth a read, um, feel free to send me a DM on the Instagram page. I will put the link in the show notes and tell me if you like this new format. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you at the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to rate and leave a review. It's the best way to help the podcast grow and get discovered by other women like you that are looking to take their financial game to the next level. Also, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episode. I'll see you next time. And in the meantime, remember, take action to materialize the life you want. The information contained in this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as financial, legal, and tax advice. 
I am not an attorney, accountant, or financial advisor, nor am I holding myself out to be, and the information contained here is not a substitute for financial advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. 